Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm delighted to be joined once more by Paul Gallagher, who is otherwise known as the Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, not too bad at all. Can't complain. Good. Now we were just having a chat pre-podcast about your uh, presidential bets, and it looks like you have managed to turn over a few quid. Yeah, there was a, there was some dark, dark moments at about <laughs> on Wednesday, Tuesday, and Wednesday was not looking pretty, um, and I was starting to um, suggest conspiracy theories about Russian interference hacking the American <laughs> electoral uh, computers, etc. I can understand that, but it's what it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll maybe save the political uh, gambler podcast for some other time. But maybe when we come back to it, actually, yeah. Although my recent record's not what it should be. <laughs> at least you got some green on the board, which is always good. Um, but we're here to talk about the racing, and uh, last week on the podcast, I thought we were on to a winner on that first race, which was going to set us up. Uh, oh. She's a she's a super mac at air, two fences to go, had the money counted, and then can't lose. Crashed yeah, right into it. She traded at like less than 1.1 on the exchanges, so the equivalent of 10 to 1 on, um, and then uh, decided to hit the second last. But was still okay, still odds on to win it. And, win it. and then uh, not not content with that, clatter the last as well and hand the race to uh, up Heli King or whatever it was called. So I was absolutely gutted at that. Was, to be fair, I was almost relieved in the end that she managed to hang on for a place considering how heavily she hit both fences yeah. uh, in the run I think it shows that she that she was she's very well handicapped um, and will probably go out and win again but you, you worry about a horse like that that the jumping lets them down when the mm. comes to the shove about whether you back it again but I think we'll have a wee look and see um, what happens with a handicap mark but I think she's probably she's probably still pretty well handicapped but the standout last week was Mrs Hyde who you had tipped to win without the favourite and she didn't only even, on didn't even have to worry about the favourite. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to worry about the favourite. Should have just went for the twenty to one. And yeah, and yeah, she was the wrong price, and and that that proved to be correct. Not only did she win, but she, she was shortened in the market as well. I think she went off about six to one, um, second favourite almost um, by the by the time of the off. Um, so yeah, hopefully a few. A few listeners um, got involved in that and made a few quid. Um, yeah, so that meant we were profitable on the podcast last week, which was always good and always very welcome. So we've got three, we've actually got four tips this week across three races. Um, two races we're going to cover are at Wincanton and the other one is at Doncaster. Uh, all three are on ITV live on your TV on Saturday, so you can catch them on your telly. Um, and we're going to start off with the 150 at Wincanton. Yeah, this, this is a, a mayor's only um, handicap hurdle. Uh, quite a good race actually in prospect. There's quite a few that are sort of improving in form types. Um, the favourite will probably will be between Sunrise Ruby and Kilana or Chilana. Um, they both look pretty decent. Um, they both won their last two. Kilana's actually won her last three. Um, there's another horse that might threaten favouritism called It's Probably Me from the Henry Daly Yard. Um, Henry Daly's doing really well at the moment. He, he actually we, we tipped what more last week who ended an unlucky second um last week. Um but still I think got us an each way return. Um so I have I'm sort of I've got a, a weary eye on it's probably me uh, in this race. I think it's the sort of one that we, we should keep an eye on. 
hasn't had a run since February though, so that's essentially what sort of has put me off um, tipping the horse. The one I like is at a much bigger price. Um, I think it's decent each way value at the prices. A horse called Perfect Myth. Um, six-year-old mare. So sort of one you would expect isn't going to improve massively at six years old, but, but also um, not necessarily over the hill or, or, or sort of past her best. She's had a, a cracking sort of autumn. Um, she's won, she's basically ran in five races um, starting in August right through to the other day um, at Huntingdon and she's won three of those races and the other two she's been second. So she's gone up significantly in the uh, she got up significantly in the handicap um, as a result from 107 to 130, but um, not not massively so. And the way she's running, I think she looks like um, she's got potential for improvement again. And it might even be that the the, the performance she put up in the the Mayor's Novices Hurdle last time out at Huntingdon um, might be enough to win this. It was a really impressive race, um, a, a really impressive performance, I should say, in a, in a decent race. Um, and there's quite a few in this race that I'm not particularly keen on. I think there's a few that are having their first race of the season um, or are fairly exposed. So I just thought that Perfect Math was a pretty big price. Um, there's 14 to 1 about it, actually. Um, so as an each way alternative to the, the sort of three at the top that I mentioned, I'm going to tip her. Okay, and Bryony Frost on board? Yeah, Bryony has been has been riding the horse um, pretty consistently for the last couple of seasons and, and seems yeah. to get on well with it, and she's been on board all of the last five runs that I mentioned, so um, that, I think that's a positive as well. The media darling, Bryony Frost. Yes, indeed. She's, she's a good jockey as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's Perfect Myth in the 150 at Wincanton, currently around the 14-1 mark um, on each way market some some places offer uh, four places so just keep an eye out on yeah there's four and yeah. five I think one of them might have been five places available yeah um, Skybet actually yeah Sky they're slightly shorter price I, the one I'd noted down um, was yeah the four places I think Paddy Power and Betway um, both playing four places at 14 to 1 so I thought that was that was probably the best way to play it yeah okay next up we're going to go to the Betfair November handicap which is the 315 at Doncaster and the you're looking for the top weight to defy the odds here. Um, and Jim Goldie's been in good form this season, and you can Glenn probably in the form of its life at the moment. Yeah, I've I've, I've actually literally got that written down here in my notes. Best form <laughs> of life, um, and and that's true. Um, we're sort of we're delving back into the uh, the flat world here for one last one last attempt at a, a winner before the flat season starts to wind up. Um, you can Glenn's won its last two. Um, and the, it won last time out heavy ground at Newbury um, and a really confident ride from Paul Morenon who was a jockey and he, he's got the ride again um, on Saturday um, the horse is actually quite flexible it can be ridden prominently at the front or it can be held up um, and on this occasion he sort of just sat in behind the front um, and just really confident knew that he was he, he the best horse in the race and went on and won it really nicely that was a group three race it sort of drops back down in a sense and handicap um, for this one, but it is a competitive handicap. It's, it's a, a pretty um, a pretty tough one to win traditionally. Um, but I just think you can Glenn's maybe got a wee bit up his sleeve. Um, if he's ever going to win this sort of race, this will be the time because he's in fantastic form. He's got no problem with the soft ground, um, and, and I do think he's get, just get a wee bit up his sleeve in terms of his um, his official rating given that performance in the Group Three last time. So. Yes, he's he's got his top weight, but he's a course and distance winner. 
Um, he's in fantastic form, no problem with conditions, whereas others probably do. Um, and you're getting eight to one. I thought was very fair. I would make him more or less favourite, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting five places with quite a few firms. Hills and Labrooks are, are top price and also paying five places. So I, you know, I I see him. I can't see him out of top five. I said that yeah. before. That's bit me in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, good solid each way better for me. I see the Jim Goldie saying that despite the fact it's carrying a lump of weight, um, he says the horse won't know that it's got the, the weight on. Which is which is always the case. Um, yeah, it's a fully mature horse, seven year old, and um, is used to carrying big weights in, in sort of heavy ground like this is likely to be. So yeah, like last time out, um, it was a uh, it was heavy ground and no problem at all with it. So it's just yeah, I think a pretty uh, a pretty solid horse who enjoys these sort of conditions and Mulrennan knows the horse really well and rides it confidently and that can be a big that can make a big difference when the jockey. Mm. You know, feels like oh, we're we're going to win this. We, you know, this is a big day for it. Decent decent pot at the end of the season to take before they uh, before they sort of wind wind things up in the flat. So yeah, fairly confident. Uh, eight to one, I think, is pretty good value. Okay, and as you say, five certainly take five places. There's some bookies going six places. I see who do I see Paddy Power going six places and oh, still the eight to one price is holding there. Well, fantastic. Yeah. That's the one to take then if you can get it. Okay, and last but not least, we're going to have a look at the 3.35 at Wincanton, uh, and you get two picks in this one. Yeah, um, the, the Badger Eels, or as the Badger Beers Trophy Handicap Chase, they, they, they change the name, but it's usually the Badger mob that, that's, um, that advertise and, and support the race. Um, this is the race of the day, I think, in, in terms of competitiveness and the one you're looking to for potential decent value. Um Present man won the race a couple of years ago. He'll be one of the favourites. Um, and there's also Danny Wisbang, who's from the same stable, Paul Nichols stable. Um, Danny Wisbang has once let me down before, and I would be a bit wary about backing him. So I'm sort of writing him off. Present man is what he is, but he's ten years old now. He's not going to improve significantly. Could still, could still win the race. Absolutely. Um, you know, wouldn't put people off him necessarily. But I think there's there's options at bigger prices. What I should mention um, is Champagne Court. Uh, you might remember two weeks ago um, at Cheltenham we tipped Champagne Court. Yeah. Um, and it was actually in a handicap hurdle rather than a chase, which this is. And he was going like a fair um, and then just dropped out the back of the telly in the last couple of furlongs. Um, I'd, I'd sort of kept him in the notebook going forward, but this is, again, this is actually even more of a stamina test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not convinced that he's uh, not convinced that this is what he wants. Um, so I'm going to pass him over. And he's also too short a price. I think if he was double figures, he might start thinking about it. But he's he's a third favourite here. Um, so although he is, he's, he remains in the uh, he remains in the notebook. Um, he, he's over fences. His handicap marks not as not as appealing. Um, he's, he carries a, he carries more weight over um, over fences than he does in, in the over hurdles. So. Passing him over just in case listeners are thinking, oh, hi, that's that champion court from a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not too keen on him this time. Um, the one that I like, or the two that I like, um, the first one is El Presente uh, from the Kim Bailey Yard. Um, horse is in really good form. When it's last two, so you're you're going up in the weight. So obviously you've got that to bear in mind. But um, a seven-year-old, so still potential for improvement. I'm not massively concerned about that. Um, it just looks a horse in really good sort of form with itself, quite happy, um, jumps well. Um, 
he'll probably go from the front, um, which can be an advantage and a disadvantage over this sort of trip because he, he can stay out of trouble. Um, but by the same token, it's a, it's a big ask to lead from the front and carry carry that the whole way around. Um, but I think he's got the potential to do that. The the alternative I've a quite fancy a, a bigger price um, is a horse called Kitty's Light. You, this is probably one you want to back when you as you're listening to this, um, whether it's Friday night or early Saturday morning, because I think the price will probably come in on this horse. Um, it's only a four-year-old, so it's quite unusual um, to have a four-year-old running in, in competitive handicap chases at this age. Um, there's not many have done it in recent years that, that I can think of that, that certainly have made a success of it. Frodon is one that jumps out to me as one that, that came through as a, a French-trained um, horse that went straight over fences and didn't bother messing about for a couple of years over hurdles. Yeah. Um, and Kitty's Light looks hopefully to be another one. Um Won his last two races, um, so he's having a pretty good autumn and just looks um, like a, a staying chaser in the making. Um, because he's a four-year-old and because it's very unusual, he gets a £10 weight allowance, which is pretty significant over um, a sort of extended three-mile trip like this. Um, so it just jumped out to me as that, you know, a really well-handicapped horse, um, or sort of rather well-handicapped in respect of getting the £10. He's gone up yeah. because of wind, but he's just looks like um, he'll be carrying a lightweight he's bottom weight um, for this and with the, the sort of four places five places in some in some cases each way just look to me too big a price the Ladbrokes were 18 to 1 when I looked last which was about half an hour ago um, I'm seeing that Hills are now 11 to 1 so I'm wondering whether yeah, see people, people have gobbled up that price or not um, but that's that's the way I would play it. Um, I would go with uh, with Kitty's light each way and, and take the extra places if you can. Um, that's, I'm, I'm checking out on Oz Checker and eighteen to one still seems to be be available. So that's certainly that's the way I would go. Ladbrokes and Coral are both eighteen to one. Kitty's light each way. Um, I think anything double figures is is good. You know, a fair price for that horse. Is that when it's been in your notebook before? Um, no, it's not actually. But just sort of, I'd seen the last couple of runs. Um, but it, it just. He catches the eye as a four-year-old over fences because you don't see it too often, and mm. it's always nice to see because you think, "Wow, we must must Let's really have something about him." Yeah. They're not messing about straight into it, um, so it's just one that one that caught the eye. Let me watch. Okay, good stuff. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your four tips for Saturday? I can indeed. So the first one is that one fifty when Canton going for perfect myth, fourteen to one each way. Um, get the extra places there. Uh, the three fifteen at Doncaster, you can Glen eight to one again um, each way. Hills and Ladbrokes are paying five places, so so get involved in that. And the three thirty five at Wincanton, uh, two selections in this race: El Presente at ten to one, five places each way, and Kitty's Light eighteen to one with Ladbrokes and Coral, and that's four places each way. Good stuff. Fingers crossed there's a couple of winners in there for us on Saturday. Um, now, if you want to follow Paul and get some more tips, then make sure you follow him on Twitter at The Voice of Value, and you should also check out his write-ups on mrfixestips.co.uk as well. And that's us for the racing podcast this week. We'll be back next week ahead of the weekend racing. So in the meantime, best of luck with your bets tomorrow, and uh, hope you get a few winners from. Yeah, good luck to everyone. Enjoy the racing. <laughs>